You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far, he'll change your oil or fix your flat. And you'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al. down here at the auto show and it is beautiful folks are just coming in and uh, if you want to come and see us we are just next to the chrysler exhibit actually we're looking at a gorgeous yellow jeep how are you doing al i'm doing fine i hope the parking brake is on they've got that thing like on a mountain and it looks like it's <laughs> headed towards us anyway today we're going to have an interesting show dave mclean is going to join us he is the managing director of the auto show and i have to tell you this is a fantastic place Six hundred and fifty thousand square feet a thousand cars and probably a hundred thousand folks are going to be here exactly I have trouble parking <laughs> no no trouble as long as you got like a big bag of dough yeah so take so the electric please, car I, I would uber it i would take the ttc yep. uh, that's probably the better way to go no question about that right and we're also going to be joined by michael roth he is with omvic he's the legal advisor for them and we're going to talk about some legalities about purchasing a new car or a used car and what your rights are uh just before we clean off trent, trent coleman Coleman, and From that's crystal something unique clear, to yeah. I, uh, Crystal clear, <laughs> crystal clear blades. There you go. There crystal you go. Blade. I couldn't get These that are out. wiper blades. They go up to 150 degrees, and they melt the ice off your windshield. And in case you want to do some hot dogs or marshmallows, you know, you just stick them up in the air, get to warm them up, and <laughs> Bob's your uncle. <laughs> there you go. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage, live from the Canadian National Auto Show. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah, Okay, we're back here at the auto show. We're just above the escalators, and uh, if you're on the, what is this? This is the east side of the escalator. Uh, yes, you turn, you turn right. right, and when yep. you get to the top of the escalator, you'll see the big jeeps in front of you—a gorgeous yellow one, a red one. And you know, just down the uh, the way here is the Dodge Viper, and that's the last of the Vipers they're going to build this year. No more Vipers. Uh, no more Vipers. No windshield Vipers, and <laughs> <laughs> and the Pope Mobile. There's a lot of copies of the Pope Mobile here too. Really? Those Fiat 500. Those things that look so ugly. <laughs> oh, that's what you call it. Yeah, we're right at the back of the Chrysler Pavilion here. We got Dodge. We got yep. Jeep. They've got some really hot cars. If you like. Uh, well, Norris was here a minute ago and told me to remind everybody: 50 years of Grand Prix racing in Canada, and they have an exhibit downstairs they have almost i think nine or ten of these grand prix vehicles they do there was the ferraris there there's mclaren's there they yeah. have jody Schechter's car that he drove the uh well last night i was reading an article by uh stewart uh-huh 
and he said, "You mean Jackie season, Stewart? You're yeah, talking about in a in a, in a series race when he was running, there was a two out of three chance that you would not come back. Uh, their, their cars were so unsafe. Well, you remember the when were so unsafe. Remember we were down there and we were looking at him on Thursday, yeah. and and the gas tanks were actually sitting right beside the driver." Like the driver on either was side of the where the driver was sitting. Yeah, he was sitting in the gas tank. So if you got caught, if you got hit there, no boy, no, you're done. No chance. So that's part of it. Uh, there's You can drive electric cars downstairs. There's Auto Exotica. And we're about 15 feet from a car worth about 300, or 300, 3, $3 million. $3 million, dollars, yeah, exactly. I, I get nervous when I get numbers like that. The the hypercar from Aston Martin, absolutely gorgeous. It really is. But there's so, none for sale. Uh, they're, they're, they're already sold, if you can believe okay. it or not. We're waiting for the arrival of uh, Dave McLean. And here he is. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, David. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I heard you're running up the escalator, pushing people out of the way. When you forget your badge, <laughs> they wouldn't let you in? What yeah, happened? security is tough on the opening Saturday of the auto show. <laughs> That's true. And you know what? The crowds are coming in. I can't believe how busy we are already. Yeah, you know what? It was uh, it was a great start yesterday. It's uh, probably helped that a lot of the uh, the Toronto District School Board gave the kids the day off, so a lot of families here yesterday. It was long but it was a really really great opening Friday. Yeah. And uh, you know, with the weather this weekend, with the content that we have here at the show, with uh, with uh, you know all the manufacturers, the way they're promoting their own investment in the show, it's uh, everybody knows about it. Yeah, we were talking about the features. You know, we've got the Formula One cars downstairs. You've got the, uh, the electric avenues. So people can actually drive electric cars. Yeah, you know what? It's, there's, there's so much misinformation about, uh, you know, and, and misconceptions about electric vehicles. So not only do you get the opportunity to learn more about electric cars and how many electric vehicles are available in the Canadian marketplace, but you also get an opportunity to test drive electric vehicles. So you can actually drive them. You can actually drive them right here at the show. That's and amazing. then there's the antithesis with muscle car garage there. Well, muscle car, <laughs> I mean, you know, muscle cars, it's, a, you know, whether you say it's a nostalgic feature or just something that we're still connected to, yeah. it's very, uh, very important content. Well, exactly. Especially, you know, people, Dave, like our age, you know, who growing up, it was like the 60s and 70s, those I'm cars so were much hot. younger than you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, and if you want to go back even further, we've got the art in the automobile. You know, yeah. sponsored by Lant, I think. Yeah, yeah Lant Insurance with Art in the Automobile, and that's a great, a great connection to uh, classic uh, Canadian stories, right? I mean, yeah. it, what's great about this this year is that you look for that. Uh, how do you bring classic cars in Canada together? Well, this year, with the car being 150 years old, the country being 150 years old, there's a great story to tell. You well, know, that, that first car was in 1867. You, you had one of those, didn't you, Dave? My mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to say, Dave's job. You just see the the outcome of what happens here but there's parties to do there's receptions to do we had the vip night on uh thursday Saturday? night thursday night yeah. i got hung over i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> but we were here way past midnight and it was still going strong yeah so, you know what it's, it's you know somebody asked me they said well what's this all about what why are you having this vip night and meet you know you've got media and everything i said it's kind of like the oscars of the automobile yes. industry yes. really when everybody puts their best foot forward Manufacturers are entertaining all of their VIP clients. I mean, there's food and drink and entertainment, and it's a great way to celebrate the automobile in Canada, you know, through the industry. And it's opened up a little bit wider than just the industry now, so it's a big night. I think the other part of it, one of the, our operators said, this is the only place that the men can go shopping and the women have to stand around, and the guy can say, how do I look at this car? Does it make me look fat? <laughs> so, so could you ask your wife hold your toolbox? And, you know, yeah. the way you're usually holding your purse at the mall. And, 
<laughs> yeah, you know, like, honey, can you hold this while I check out this vehicle? You know, like. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then, you know the, the the shopping aspect is very important. Uh, you know, I was, I was talking to a number of different people yesterday, and they were saying, you know, they're asking about how auto shows have changed over the years. Yeah. And it used to be, you know, you roll in the carpet, you roll in the cars, you have a couple of pylons, and then people come in and they're learning about the automobile and what the the features and benefits of right. the automobile. But they know all that now. They've done all the research online, and they know as much about that automobile as the dealer or the dealer staff do. So it's important for the manufacturers really to present their brand experience at auto shows because people know about the car, so they're doing a much deeper dive into the whole, say, for instance, we're in front of you know, uh, Chrysler or uh, Fiat Jeep. Chrysler automobiles, yeah. right? And so they want to represent and uh, their brand to consumers, because that's important. How do they get them into the channel, and how do they keep them in the channel? Now, they have actually advisors. These aren't sales folks. These are actual advisors. No, the show is actually licensed to sell. I mean, we have to register, and, and, and uh, but manufacturers are taking a, a brand-neutral position. They're right. more about product advisors than they are having salespeople. I mean, I know that there are salespeople that get great leads here at the auto show, but they're not breaking out the forms and signing up the paperwork for the right. most part. But it did in the beginning. It was started it really in 74 as a dealership. Show. That's correct, and uh, it's still it's still TADA. That's correct. Right? The Trillium Auto Dealer Association uh, owns the show, and it's uh, and uh, you know uh, they've got a, a it's a it's a great relationship that they have between the Association of Dealers in Ontario and the manufacturers, and the, the coming together in this one event. So I got one final question for you: Is it Dave McLean or Dave McLean? It's Dave McLean, but it's Mr. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Mr. Clean. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's his job around here. All Thanks, right. David. Thanks for All joining right. us. Thanks, guys. Okay. This is Dave's uh, Corner Garage, live from the Metro Toronto Convention Center in the North Building. <laughs> I am the guy from the radio, and we'll be here from uh, well, the, the, the security, auto, the auto show. Help! 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 Let me out here. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. My name is Alan Gelman. I'm the apprentice, and Dave is sitting right <laughs> beside me. He's many, many more years of automotive experience. Oh, you're saying that. You're so much older than I am. We are live from the 2017 Canadian International Auto Show, celebrating 150 years uh, of Confederation. Yeah, of Confederation. Okay, uh, a couple of things in the news. First off, if you do want to get a question in, we can't take phone calls, but if you text us at the hotline, which is 905 567 5500, uh, we can answer your questions because you can text us on the phone. Uh, Tesla, I didn't see Tesla here this year. I wonder if they are. But Tesla just brought out the new Ludicrous 100. Mm -hmm. This car will now do 0 to 60 in 2.8 seconds. Now, did they tweak it because some people were ticked off about it? They had bought these cars and they, and they wouldn't, wouldn't actually go that fast. So, they just, you know, it's like a computer. They just refresh and refresh and refresh. There used to be a thing with the core, was it the Cobra? would do zero to 100 and back to zero in something like 14 seconds. Well, it's important that you got to bring that thing back <laughs> well, to stop. Well, this was one of these. So this Tesla thing can do it in less than just over 10 seconds. That's amazing. We right? should check with Kerry Schmidt from the OPP. Maybe yeah. he knows if it Not me, officer. Fast. It wasn't me speeding. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's news on the air that General Motors is going to be selling Opel. They've owned Opel for now 78 years. They're giving up on the German brand, and they're going to be selling it to the Peugeot Citroen Group. It's not, and a lot of people aren't very happy about that. No, a lot of people are not very happy about Apparently that. Apparently, Vauxhall people in England are not too happy, and, and uh, that these cars go all over the place. But so you know, you got to wonder. I mean, they haven't made money in years, correct? No. I mean, I, they've lost millions and millions of dollars every year. You yeah. wonder how long are you going to pour money in? Well, you know what? It, it, corporately, they're making money, so it doesn't matter. But the reality is, the Bolt. 
if the deal does not go through, GM's going to close Opel and just sell the Bolt there as an electric vehicle. Yeah, they've got them here at the show. It's a beautiful car. We were in it uh, yeah. on Thursday night. You know what bothered me, though? The screen was so large. Yeah. I thought, somebody's just going to be distracted. It's almost as big as the windshield. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> and it's expensive. It's $45,000. The government is supposed to give you back 15 grand, so it's 30 grand. Yeah, they had some sign on it that said it was for about 30 grand you could get your own. Yeah, and then you pay your HST and all that other I stuff. I listen to you guys every week. I, I gotta let you go, but I listen Security! to you. Security! I've got to go to Acura. <laughs> they some nice stuff in Honda. This is a... I love my ready Honda. <laughs> <laughs> this is our audience. We've got one guy. <laughs> Steve, good morning. I'm not drooling. Where were you this morning? I was sleeping. Oh, okay. Uh, another bit of news is for you, Alan. Yes. They're talking about no longer having to have oil changes uh, on a regular basis. There's a cartridge that you put into the car. And what's the car happen? changes its own oil. The cartridge is, has a filter in it, and you just pull it out and walk away with it. Wow. Nice of you to spring it on me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that. That came out last night. Wait, hold it up so our listeners can actually okay. see the picture. So it's called an, an Addison Vulcan dry stump system. Mm -hmm. So instead of the oil being in the engine, it's sitting beside the engine. The engine's sucking the oil in. So it can refurb its own oil That's after a period yeah. of time. The only issue I see, though, is, you know, uh, in the case of a collision. You're going to have a heck of an oil spill. What a mess. Yeah, really. <laughs> but interesting, where the technology is going. But you know what? It, but I, I, I see a problem, too. Again, we're talking you know, here down at the car show, talking about technology and how the advancements are yeah. great. But, but the problem is, is that people will automatically think that whatever they're driving will have the intelligence, this artificial intelligence, to, to get them tell them that you have a flat tire or have a, yeah, you have no oil yeah. in your car or you're driving with your seatbelt hanging out the door. And, and cars don't. You know, you still have to have a little bit of uh, you know, brain power yourself. You were talking about that. Uh, they were talking about people at Ford were testing all these self-driving cars. Mm -hmm. Folks were sleeping. Actually falling asleep. The, the testers were falling asleep. So now they're thinking that they, they, they're going to put no steering wheel, no brake pedal, nothing. You just get in the car like you would in a, on a ski lift and just sit there quietly and it just takes you where you have to go. That's kind of scary. That mean, But that's the level four Yeah. Okay. when it comes yeah. to that. And in reality, it's four or five years. We had a text come in and the question was, he's got a, a 1999 Buick LeSabre uh -huh. uh, with a remote control and it doesn't always remote control. It doesn't start. Well, I, you know what? I'd find out, first of all, if he has a second one, because you usually get two remotes. Yeah. And see if one works better than well, the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, also, a lot of times, there's a little light on the actual remote. Press the button and see if the light lights up. If you see it doesn't light up, you probably got a dead battery. All right. And you can change them. A couple bucks. Hear the music? we got to go. Okay. All right. You're coming live from the Auto Show. This is Dave Redinger. I'm with Alan Gelman. Steve is out there. Somebody bothering people. I don't know what he's doing there. And uh, Tell him the bar's not <laughs> open yet. That's correct. <laughs> Anyways, we're having a great time down here. If you've got a question, text us at 905-567-5500. And we got to go to commercial. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we're back. My name's Dave Redinger, and Hi. I'm with Alan Gelman, and we're expecting our next guests. Mr. Michael Roth from OMVIC. OMVIC is the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. Council. Exactly. He used, and he's the regulator of the automotive industry. And just recently, they got a curbsider again. They're starting to clamp down on these guys, these private well, individuals. Well, it's about time. I mean, they, they keep talking about curbsiders and how you shouldn't buy from them. And, but there's so many out there. They're so prevalent. They, and, and they're finally acting, and they're finally uh, giving these guys jail time. You know, I was going to say, my worst curbsider story was a guy brought in a, a beautiful Chevelle mm -hmm. with a 396 motor. Right. I mean, the kind of car that you use, it's just gorgeous. A hot like they have downstairs. Yeah. yeah. So we lift it up on the hoist, and the floors are made out of plywood. <laughs> 
he bought it from a private guy at the mall, and uh, no recourse. You have to go to uh, court to try and get some you, recourse. You know, but the plywood, it does not rust. Yeah, it doesn't it does rust. does not rust. <laughs> it's like if you see lots of Vondo, lots of body filler in car. Yeah. Body filler is plastic. does not rust. Exactly right. But anyways, there's a guy that's going to spend... Oh, at least five, six thousand dollars to repair it. Well, exactly, and you know they've just updated all the rules as far as uh, you know safety standard certificates. Yeah, and they've made it a lot tougher, which is why you have to pay more money. And, and we're hoping okay. that uh, that a lot of these bad cars don't get through. Okay, so yeah, okay. You know what? Um, we can't find Michael, so we're going to move our next guest up, uh, and his name is Trent Trevor Coleman. Coleman. Trent Coleman from Crystal Clear Blades. They are Hi, electrically guys. heated. How and, are you? Uh, and now he's here, so uh, here, put these on, then you can be able to hear us. This is live radio. Live radio. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, Trent, you're from Crystal Clear Wiper Blades. Yes, I am. Tell us all about them. So it's, we've developed an automatic heated wiper blade system. Automatic, so, yeah, so you don't have to turn it on. Don't have to turn it on. Okay. We have a control, thermal control module that senses how cold it is. Sorry, that senses when the engine is running. Right. Individual blades actually have temperature sensors built in them. So if it's cold outside, five degrees or colder, they come on automatically. Do you know, one thing I looked at, I watched your YouTube video, and I was really impressed because so often, you know, when companies are selling add-ons, they go, anybody can do it in their own spare time with only three <laughs> tools. Uh, but in fact, that was actually right. The installation was simple. Anybody could do it. Absolutely. One of the things we wanted to be able to do, like you said, make it very simple. Mm -hmm. So we designed it so that you just connect it directly to the battery. So right, exactly. And you said it was automatic, so you don't even have to think twice about, well, it's getting cool. I better turn them on. You don't have to do that. It works by itself. And, um, and so it knows when the car's running, so it's not going to kill your battery. It's not going to kill your battery. Now, you're saying also that the blade lasts longer because it's warmed up and it's not going to crack? It is, because the blade wears out from the summer, from the sun beating down yeah, on it, yeah, dries yeah. it out. But in the wintertime, when it gets cold, it gets hard and brittle and your blade starts to chatter on your windshield. So. Exactly right, yeah. So that's one of the advantages of it, yes. right? Uh, because the blade is warm, the ice doesn't build up, obviously, right? Not at um, all. You know, I was thinking seriously, like you know how these guys put these blades up on the in the winter, they stick them up in the air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you stick a couple of hot dogs on there, you know, get have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> what are we having this morning? Go start the car. The hot dogs will be ready in a few minutes. Yeah. It goes to 150 degrees. The blade. 150 degrees, and that's in about two minutes. So as soon as you start your vehicle, you'll start to see the ice thaw from the blades. And yeah. we don't just heat the squeegee part of the blade; we heat the whole blade. All right, because you can build up ice there. And yes. Then you know, with most other blades, you know, you have springs inside and little arms. And as soon as they get frozen, then the, the rubber can't adhere to the windshield. Can't adhere to the windshield. No. So what happens when the blade wears out? What, what do you have so to So all you do, it's very, very simple. You just take it, you, uh, you can change the actual squeegee itself. You just pull okay. it a little bit and slide a new one in. <laughs> uh, Carrie just rocked in. Uh, oh, the question is, what's the price point of something like this? A whole system's about $250. And you install uh, it yourself? You install it yourself, and you install it in about 15 minutes, and you can replace the squeegees as you need them. So it's about $20, roughly, to replace the squeegees. And where are you marketing this now? Uh, you can find them in Traction. You can find them UAP. People don't know Traction is a is like a Napa Auto Pro, but for for trucks. It is, absolutely. Yeah. And we sell a lot of these to truck drivers. I mean, a lot of the truck, the windshield make are make a lot flat. of sense, sure. So they can, yeah, it's tough. It's not easy. You can't reach out and just... Uh, bang the snow off your blade right. in a truck you have to climb up on <laughs> exactly. it exactly you can't just stick your arm out back and give it a no, whack it doesn't no and and you're driving constantly it's not like you're stopping at, at, at lights every five minutes absolutely so, yeah. absolutely but so, that was that was the beauty too was the fact that you can change the rubber yes. i mean the, the system is costly but it, it works great and it's cost effective and now the fact you can just change the rubber it's, it's like a regular blade it is like a regular yeah. blade, except that your windshield is always completely clean 
It doesn't matter. You got freezing rain, you have snow, you get no buildup at all. Okay, so we're talking about traction. Who else carries it? Uh, so we have Truck Pro, uh, MacPack. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? We have uh, Uniselect. Um, you have your own website that people can go and buy them directly? Yeah, if you, if you want to check out some of the videos, we developed the product at University of Toronto, the, the ACE facility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see wind tunnel tests, and we throw lots of snow and ice at the vehicles. Um, but yeah, it, it's, a, it's a pretty neat product. So they can actually buy them online? You just you have can, to yeah. know what size your own blades yeah, are? Just go to www.crystalclearblades.com. Interesting. Do you ever see this becoming standard on cars? Absolutely. Yeah, we're in talks with a lot of the OE makers right yeah. now, and you'll see it on the tractor trailers especially. You're going to start to see our blades show up on it when they build that vehicle. It makes so much sense. I wonder why nobody's thought about it before. There have been other companies that have tried, but really their systems, like you said how easy ours is to install. You yeah. had to put a, drill a hole in your dash and put a switch. It really wasn't practical. Okay. So there is a, um, a temperature sensor in the system yeah. that measures what, the, the resistance? Or? Yeah. So what we do is we measure the actual ambient temperature out Side. <laughs> yeah. I listen to you every day. <laughs> Security! <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, so we have temperature sensors inside the blade, so we maintain a temperature between about 40 to 65 Celsius, 130 to 150. I gotta tell you, if you watch this video, it's really neat. They got these two trucks and they're throwing nice water all over them. One of them looks like a popsicle, and the other is. The wipers are just going back and forth like it's nobody's business. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's extreme. And we, we put like a whole snowstorm on that truck in about 20 minutes. Well, the nice thing is, too, if someone gets a new car, they don't have to buy the complete package again if they don't want to, correct? Correct. They, they could buy the module and then just get the new arms and then uh, you're way to go. Yeah, it, it's really a kit. And we, some of the things, we partnered with a lot of companies, like 3M, to make a fastening system mm -hmm. so you don't see any of the wires. When they're installed, they look like they came from the factory. I love it. it Give does. us a, the, 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 sorry, the website. So it's www.crystalclearblades.com. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I talk fast. Yeah, is there a phone number? Yeah, you can reach that 905-874-7955. Okay, Crystal Clear Blades and, uh, well, look at the website. We'll be right back from the Auto Show. I'm Dave Redinger, Alan Gelman, and Trent. How'd you get into like Trent? That's <laughs> Really tough name. I know, I know, it's pretty unique. I love it. All right, we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. We're coming to you live from the auto show. I must have seen 10,000 people walk by already. You know, yeah, lots escalators. of people and families and uh, yeah. the Volkswagen thing. You can leave your kids if you've got little ones. Uh, you can park your kids with the, at the Volkswagen stand. Uh, they'll take care of them, I think, up to four hours. That gives you time to roam. Mm -hmm. And Norris McDonald's just walking by. Just Say hi, Norris. <laughs> hi, Norris. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're just waiting for Kerry uh, Schmidt to come by. He's giving instructions. They're going to be here at 1 o'clock, and they're going to talk about uh, safety and all the things that the uh, OPP do for you. So mm -hmm. it's pretty good. All right, they Car of the Year, Best Black Book Value. Here's one for you. Subaru wins the Canadian Black Book, Best Retained Value of all. What that means is at the end of a year, three-year lease, or, yeah. or, you know, when a car gets three, four years old, it holds its value the closest to the original selling price than any other car. Which means lower lease payments, mm -hmm. right? Also means that maybe if it's retained its value, maybe it's a decent car at the other end. Really, and for people to understand, the residual is what that car is worth at the at, end of the at lease. the market, yeah. That's something that Jim would be talking about, residuals. Exactly, and they have to factor that into what the, the, the cost of the lease is going to be on a monthly basis, right? Yeah. You know what? And I see the Americans always doing, oh, Kerry's here. And he brought coffee. Hey, you oh, were so nice. You were speeding. I got <laughs> no, <it>. no. <laughs> Those escalators aren't fast enough. <laughs> so, Carrie, you're just down the hall from us. Yeah, we're just uh, 
down, what you, we're down in the south building. We're actually up two spots that That's we're going to be hanging say, out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're just down the hall from us. You're going to do a, a two o'clock at a, at a. Yeah, we got a special surprise coming in here. We got the Lego Batman characters coming in today. So oh, yeah. if anyone's in the area, come on by and check it out. Uh, we got Batman, Robin, and, and Batgirl coming down for the show. Oh, cool. is, it, is there a bat wife? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, I was talking this morning. No, is there a bat mother? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's Commissioner Gordon and, uh, uh, and and the butler, and actually, uh, Commissioner Gordon's daughter uh, Barbara is uh, is the new bat is the Batgirl. So oh, wow. oh, that maybe, maybe that's a spoiler alert. I'm not quite sure. Ah. <laughs> Do you know what? I wonder if there's a Lego mother-in-law. So I have a couple of questions for you. Yeah, man. How good are the new police cars? The four-wheel drive towers. Oh, we're loving them. We love them. Yeah, absolutely. They're the guys just love driving them. We're, we have a Charger right down below right now. We got the Explorers, yeah. the Tauruses, uh, the Tahoes, uh, all-wheel drive, beautiful cars, all all ready for us. The workstations inside, all the all the features that we need to get our jobs done. The reason I'm asking is, is we want to make a race car out of one. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> when you guys are finished, right, we could buy them for like five, six thousand dollars. Absolutely. And, and they're four-wheel drive. They're Turbocharged? Yeah, well, you know, the motors are pretty much stock. Okay. We, we have a few different so varieties. 3.7. Three, yeah, 3.6, 3.7, whatever's yeah. in there right now. And, uh, you know, they, they, they drive nice. They drive smooth, and, and everyone sure. likes driving them. Brian and I were figuring it out. It's just a perfect track car. Yeah. <laughs> but, but just like the general public, I mean, we look around, we see more crossovers in trucks. I mean, the police forces are moving that way as well, are they not? I mean, more, more than just your plain old you know, um, uh, what do you call it, Galaxy 500? Yeah, well, you know, we have a full variety of vehicles. So we have uh, we have the sedans, the, mm -hmm. the, the Chargers and Tauruses, uh, and then we've also got the Tahoes as well. Those are the kind of the three primary front-line vehicles. We have also had the Ford Explorers as well, and we still have them as on, on the road as well. And and then we have them all in the either fully marked black and white vehicles. We have some subdued vehicles, some unmarked vehicles. So sometimes, subdued vehicles. Yeah, ah. sometimes you may not those, see us until... Those uh, are the stealthy ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they come up with the lights. They go, yeah, you're not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the new light bars we have on them as well, they're so low right. profile and, and they're so bright and yeah. intense. And, and just uh, one of those reminders, there's no way someone can't see our vehicles yeah. when, they're, when their lights so are on. So you're on TV on. now. 401 Heavy Tow. I yeah, well, Heavy that. Rescue, I, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? They're going to be joining us here on Tuesday as well. So we're going to have some fun with them. And they're going to give us a little perspective as to what they see on the side of the road when they're filming us and the heavy wreckers yeah. that are trying to get these vehicles uh, towed out of the way and the highways reopened. Actually, maybe a good point to bring up now is, you know, they've changed the rules in the last little while about, you know, when you see an emergency vehicle, no matter what kind it is, even a tow truck, yeah. you're supposed to slow down or pull out of the way, correct? Yeah, well, the emergency vehicles are classified as those police cars, uh, fire trucks, ambulances, right, right. and so on, with their red lights flashing. But there's new new uh, provisions as well right now that include tow trucks with their amber lights flashing. So they may not be classified as an emergency vehicle, but you are required by law, just as you would an emergency vehicle, police, fire, ambulance, to move out of the way, slow down if there's a lane next to you to, okay, to get I, out of the way. I'm going to ask you, because someone yelled at me because they said, you're supposed to stop. Um, when you see an emergency vehicle coming either from the opposite yep. direction or behind you, like if you get out of the way so they can get by you, is that all you need to do? Well, or are you, or are you supposed to actually pull over and stop? Well, you should pull over. If you see them approaching, it's always best to pull over and stop if you okay. can. You, if they're trying to get by you, yeah, move out of the way, let them go by. If they're right. stopping you, we'll look for their direction as to where you should be stopping, either left or on the right side. But move to the right typically. That's the best place for you to go. Okay, you want to stay with us for this segment? We're just going to take a quick break? Absolutely. Okay, I'm doing this is the uh, auto show version. Yeah, really. Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to have to jump and pay some bills and yeah. uh, wave to the uh, people.
I'll leave. Wait, hello, everyone. Okay, we got some text Live coming in. Car show. So if you want to ask your question, just text us at 905-567-5500. If you got a question for Kerry, I got a bunch of them for him. So we'll be right back. I got a ticket I want to see if he can do something with. <laughs> what are the chances? I, oh, I, a friend of mine once said, he said, okay, give me, I'll take care of it. He goes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Drop my name, it's increased penalty, I think. So. All right. Dave's <laughs> Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back for the auto show. My name's Dave Redinger. I'm with Alan Gelman and Carrie Schmidt from the local constabulary. Actually, no, you're not local, you're Ontario. <laughs> provincial, provincial, OPP. Come respect. on. Respect, yeah. yeah. Police Sergeant Carrie Schmidt. I always look up to him because I'm only five six. And that's <laughs> just dyslexic. I'm six five. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> you know, we're watching that program, Heavy Duty Towing. Yeah, Heavy and, Rescue 401. Right? And I was absolutely astounded how upset the officers were with rubberneckers. You know, and we see it all the time on that last episode there was there was a crash on the QEW going through Mississauga and traffic was stopped on the westbound side and it might as well have been stopped on the eastbound side but there wasn't a single restriction there everyone yeah. was slowing down they got their phones out they're trying to take pictures they're trying to see what's going on and it traffic backs up for for miles right, all the way yeah. through the city it, the congestion that uh, comes as a result of it should not be happening and then we see secondary crashes as well because people aren't aren't paying attention they're looking over and they don't see the car in front of them slowing down and boom now you got a road cl closure completely unnecessarily right, it's a shame because you know someone's just got a flat tire and they pulled over to the side and next thing you know you've got a huge crash Ab absolutely and and, and uh, the first responder people have also been injured in a lot of cases too and sometimes the secondary crashes are far more serious than the initial crash when when someone comes in to stop traffic the consequences can be absolutely deadly and it, there's no reason for that to be happening at all we just need to continue to remind people when you're driving if you want to if you want to look over that's that's for your passengers to do that we don't want you with your phones just because you waited in traffic now for 20 minutes and now you think you're entitled to take a picture it's, your it's, turn. it's my turn to <laughs> yeah. get uh, for admission not at all just get through hands on the wheel eyes on the road look where you're going because you're responsible for that vehicle you know some of the states uh, highways have these fences but yeah. you can't see the other side and we have some of them here as well in some locations sometimes they're not yeah. high enough you know depending on on where they're at and you know there's all kinds of different ways that you can try to hide hide the the other sides of the road but there's all kinds of ways we could do it, but really, if we can just get the drivers just to look, look where they're going, yeah. you know, sure, we can build build a big wall, but that's not uh, going to solve every problem as well. We're still going to have issues. Now, one of the issues that I, was, I always thought was, you know, I lost my thought. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, what, actually, all right, well, let me fill in. Yeah. I, I think a lot of those is, is part of the social network as well. You yeah. know, people are big on Facebook and Instagram. They all want to be the first to get their thing out. Right. Now, now, question, if you're using your phone to take that picture, yeah. essentially you're breaking the law. Absolutely. As soon as you put that phone in your hand, it, it well, is yeah, against the law. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's going to cost you $500 and... Are you Again. charging less than the others? Or? Yeah. No, no, that's the, that's the $490 is the set fine right now. Provisions can go up to over 1000 wow. And uh, in multiple offenses, you get increased penalties as well. Uh, again, it's one of the leading causes of injuries and death on our highways, distraction Here's where I came up. The question I had is why some of the complaints are you take too long to clear the highway. Well, wow. If, if, if we wouldn't have the crashes, like we're trying to clean up the messes that people have caused because of their 
their yeah. uh, their misfortunes or, or their inadequacies and they're not paying attention. So we are doing the best that we can. We got to get resources in place. When we have transport trucks involved, there could be heavy cleanup, heavy recovery. Uh, there's debris all over the highway. Then we're dealing with cleanup with uh, with uh, fluids and, and things that make it, make it slippery. The longer we have the highways closed, especially in winter when it's snowing and there's yeah, ice, yeah, yeah. then we got to work with the MTO to get the plows through there and the salters to make sure it's all cleaned up uh, before we reopen the highways as well. Uh, and we have uh, rapid clearance protocols in place. We have technology. We have our, our collision investigators that are ready to respond in a moment's notice uh, to investigate these crashes because that is our primary responsibility for public safety and, and, and high quality investigations of uh, what correct happens. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a law that you can't do more damage to the vehicle by trying to remove it? Uh, you know, uh, in other words, if the truck is bent yeah. and you're trying to move it, but by moving it you would cause more damage, so you have to be so careful to get the well, thing out of there. Yeah, like there's there's whole harmless legislation that they're they're working on. I know the ministry has uh, has some some uh, work on, on that regard right now. Obviously, we need to get the, the highways open as quickly as possible. We're not going to cause more damage. We certainly don't want uh, vehicles to be there unnecessarily yes, as well. Yes. If you're ever involved in a collision, and very often people, they want to stop exactly where it happened, so police can investigate it. But really, if your vehicles are still drivable, get off, get the, off highway the highway as soon as you can. We'll come back. We'll see the damage. We can see what happens. But, it, you know, again, we, we're going to talk to the witnesses. We're going to talk to you as the driver and any other drivers that were involved. Find out exactly what happened, but we don't want to do it on the road ourselves. So, so the limit's two thousand dollars or something to, uh, before we call the police. Yeah, the two thousand dollars—that's a combined damage for all involved vehicles. So, if you crack your bumper and someone else's cracks theirs, thousand dollars on both vehicles combined, two thousand dollars. It is a reportable collision. You do need to report it to your uh, local police service or collision reporting center, wherever that may be. Call nine one one if you don't know, or call the OPP, and we'll give you directions as to where you, you need know, to go. I always believe that once you, you know, the guy's okay. Hey, you okay, bud? Yeah. Give him a smack on the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> well, we don't want more problems because that, that, that causes more issues for us. But you, you are required by law to exchange information. All righty. Uh, Carrie Schmidt, thanks so much. We'll come by and visit your stand later. Perfect. Come on by. Looking forward to it. Take us out, Al. What about my ticket? We didn't get to talk about that. <laughs> oh, hang charged with? I'll take care of it. <laughs> about $200. Uh, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, Al. All right, we are with now with Norris McDonald. Used to be from the Toronto Star. Well, I'm still with the Toronto Star, but not officially with the uh -huh. Toronto Star. And the Toronto Star is representing the, is presenting the show. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Toronto Star Wheels Wheels.ca, and we're delighted, of course, to be here. This is our third year being the presenting media sponsor. Wow. And hopefully, this is going to continue for years to come. Now we have downstairs a bunch of Grand Prix cars, the original machines, and the stories of what happens. Gilles Villeneuve's cars here. Gonna say 50 years of Formula One in Canada, yeah. celebrating 2017. First race was in August 1967. I was there. Were you guys there? No, not quite. Actually, I was. Well, I'm so I watched Weeks's race. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because Weeks, uh, Epi Weeks's was in the third Lotus. Yes. Alpes, the late Alpes, a commercial artist from Toronto, was a great sports car racer here in Canada. His his sponsor, Castrol, insisted that he, goes, he had to be in the first Formula One race wow. in Canada. Where was that held? At Mosport? At Mosport. Yeah. And uh, the next year it was at Le Circuit, Motron Blanc, Quebec. Right. The Prime Minister of the day, Pierre Trudeau, attended. Very, very romantic. Came on an Armed Forces helicopter, landed right on the track. Wow. <laughs> and he got out of the helicopter. And they the hand him. Not no, during no. the race, I hope. And, but 
he waved the Canadian flag to start the race. Oh, cool. You know, absolutely. Yeah, Came back right. here. In any event, it's been permanently at, uh, uh, on Ile Notre Dame in, in Montreal. Montreal since 1978. And, and, you know, we had, on Wednesday of this week, the 12 most important people going back to Bob Hanna, who organized that first 1967 wow. race, up to today, Francois de Montier, who is the president and promoter of Grand Prix de Canada, they were all here. Well, I also to tell you the story of the Grand Prix, of the drivers, and mm -hmm. and, and they, they sort of speak about the, what's going on. Well, I was going to say, the history of Formula yeah. One racing in Canada is down there. All of the of the Canadians who have raced in yeah. Formula One, not that many, not like the Indy uh, car That's right. uh, display that we had a year ago, mm -hmm. only about a dozen. And I have to tell you this because I've got to boast. It gave me an opportunity to use all of those pictures that I took back in <laughs> 1967, you know, and I made sure that my name was prominently displayed. I like that. Alan, go ahead. When can we expect it back at Mosport? What do you think? Well, there's going to be a historic Formula One race at Mosport coming up in June. Wow, I didn't know that. At the Vintage Auto Racing Weekend. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. As a matter of fact, it is. It's terrific because all these guys with money yes. have all these restored real Formula One cars, 71, 72, right up to 86. They dress exactly the way in the uniforms that the, the driver. drivers who drove them. Their helmets are the same. So my goodness, here's number 27 Ferrari. It looks like Gilles Villeneuve yes. is out there again. And here's Alan Jones in the this in is the from Williams. The, you know, they run these in England. In England, they're really big on the start. Absolutely. And these and they're not parading around. Yep. These guys are racing those things. Yep. However, to racing, answer your uh, well, question, well, to a degree, I, they yeah. don't want to damage these expensive well, cars. Well, you'd be surprised. They do. But 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 to answer your point, uh -huh. I do not believe that Formula One in its current form. We'll ever go back to Mosport. The cars are too fast. It's it's too, they're too nimble, and I think Mosport, which is a an FIA World Championship track, mm -hmm. I still think that they would have to do an awful lot of work to make it sufficiently safe to have the Formula One cars of today. You know, but we were, you never know. We were chatting uh, here at, at VIP night. As one of the fellows was saying that they have sold out every weekend in the summer. Everything is sold out. So I don't even know if they had room for an F1 race. Well, they, well, they don't because, of course, they starting the May 24th weekend with the Speed Fest. Yes. And, of course, the, the uh, headliner that weekend is the NASCAR Pinty Series. Mm -hmm. But then you have the top sports car championship in Canada coming in July. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, series coming, which yeah. comes every Labor Day weekend, and that is the racing is fantastic. Yeah. But you know, those guys, little rubbing and racing takes place there. Yeah, I remember and last year where they had a big fight after the event. Well, if I was going to say that two cars were grinding together down, That's right. down to the uh, Nemechek was one of the drivers. Finish line, yeah, the, the young Nemechek, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and when they got out of the cars, then they got into a fight. Yeah. Yep, and. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not rubbing, it ain't racing. And eh? that's what they say that's in they NASCAR. Say. That's right. They wear their heart of their bumper. And, of course, that's <laughs> diametrically opposite to the way it is in Formula One because Formula One with open the open wheels, wheels yeah. you start doing that sort of stuff and you get yourself ah, in serious Ah, but there's that trouble. tape between uh, Didier Peroni and uh, Villeneuve where they go for three, two or three laps and they're banging each other. <laughs> well, not to the extent, though, that they do in NASCAR. Uh, and it was more accidental bumps than... Uh, and it was actually... Actually, it was Rene Arnoux. Rene Arnoux, oh, you're right. right. In, the, in, the, in the Renault. And, That's and, right, at the French Grand Prix. And, and in fact, that was probably, without a doubt, one of the great races yes. of all time. Yeah, you know? I remember seeing Yeah, that. the excuses are they took the, 
air off my wing, man. That's how I lost <laughs> control in the corner. You know, it's so great that you guys are here. Thank you. And broadcasting live from the auto show. Because it's a great event. Where, where else but Dave's Corner Garage should be but at an auto show. <laughs> exactly. You know what's like about this? It's the people coming with the children. Mm. It's a great way to get out of the weather. And today is, what a day. It's 11 degrees this afternoon. Well, the other thing is, look, it's only a couple of minutes before 11 o'clock in the morning. Take a look out look there. The yeah. There's yeah. a sea of people here already. And remember, we're just in the north building here. You've got the south building. You have the underground yep. where the Formula One exhibit is, along with the Auto Exotica. Have you seen some of those cars down there? Oh, we saw you know, that Bugatti the and the Bentley. Even I can't afford some of that stuff. <laughs> and, of course, over in the Toronto Star booth, you have that Aston Martin Red Bull 001 uh, hypercar that when it goes into production will be the fastest production car and, on the planet. And it's, planet. what, $3 million or something? Three and a half. Oh, and, and, by way, and by the way, by the way, they're already sold. They're sold out. <laughs> yes, you can't even order one if you want one. I'm, I'm shy about three million. Actually, next week, Norris, we'll be on together. <laughs> That's right, Alan. You and I, while David is uh, sunning, sunning himself, are you kidding me? Painting and cutting grass. Alrighty, it's Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be signing off here at the Auto Show. Come on down. It is an absolutely gorgeous place to be. Bring your family. Get rid of the kids over at the Volkswagen exhibit. Go ahead. Family Day Monday. Yes. That's the time to come. That's right, and we will be here live then too. Yeah, we're doing our, our town hall. We'll be in the same spot or a little bit closer to it. And uh, we can come and visit, ask questions, and we've got a lot of stuff. Lo lots of free stuff. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining us. We're live at the Canadian National International Auto Show, and we'll be back on Monday. Yeah, bring your checkbook. Keep the shiny side up or the greasy side down. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.